Hello and welcome to the North American Guitars Talking Guitar Podcast. I'm your host Richard and in today's episode I caught up with Tobias Lundlinberg of TLL Guitars. We chatted about his journey into the world of Luthery, his Marvin and Deckard models that we've recently received and some new stuff that he's working on. This was a really fun interview and I hope you enjoy it. Tobias, good morning. Good morning, Richard. Welcome to the Talking Guitar podcast. It's great to, uh, great to have you here. Thank you. It's, it's great to be here. Great to see you again, even though through Zoom. Yeah, yeah, but Zoom is, uh, Zoom is great. How has your 2020 been? It's, been? it's been pretty crazy for everyone, but how's it been for you? Yeah, um, it has been, but I, uh, I have to say that I've been really fortunate because uh, like my everyday situation hasn't changed that much. Um, obviously, uh, there was a period in the beginning of the pandemic where everyone was really scared, including me. And now I think most of us understand a bit more what it's about. And uh, I'm living in Sweden, and I think there's been a lot of discussion abroad on Sweden's uh, policies and, and, uh, and guidelines on how to handle this, this, the pandemic. And I won't say too much about that, but, uh, like for me, it's been, it's been quite easy to get through this. Uh, and I mean, obviously it's not over yet, but, uh, I've been able to go to my shop, even though I haven't gone subway, of course, I've gone with car or, or with my bike. Um, I also, I've been teaching, but uh, on a guitar building school, but I've been doing that through Zoom. So we've been doing only the uh, theoretical classes, uh, but now it's slowly starting to get back to normal again here. That's good news. And yeah, the, I yeah. mean, the good news has been for us that you, you've, you've still been, been able to build guitars and uh, you've, you've just delivered three uh, incredible instruments to us, which, uh, which we'll get onto shortly. Um, yeah. So just just for anyone who uh, isn't familiar with with you as a luthier, just just wanted to ask you about your uh, your your journey into into luthery, and I know that you have some 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 pretty strong connections with uh, a couple of our acoustic luthiers as well. Feel free to, uh, to to tell us about your 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 kind of journey into luthery. Yeah, sure. So I've always been interested in uh, in woodworking. Um, my dad used to be a carpenter, like a, or a cabinet maker, I think it's the right word. He built like stairs and windows and doors for what did a lot of um, uh, renovations in old churches in Sweden. Uh, so I used to follow him to work when I was a kid. Uh, and just, I, I got to do most things pretty early, which I think is a great learning experience. Uh, working alongside someone who's been doing it for years and years. Uh, and um, music's always been a, a big part of my life as well. Uh, I've always been singing a lot. And uh, uh, when I was younger, me and my mom was in a choir together and I started some bands, you know, the usual thing. And uh, I just, the idea just slowly got into my mind that maybe sometime I could try and build a guitar because like I know some woodworking and I play guitar. Um, and I thought it would be a fun project to do with my dad. 
but then it never really happened. And, and I moved to Stockholm. I'm from the south of Sweden originally. Uh, and I just, I don't remember how, but by chance I found out there was a Lutheran school in, in Sweden, in Stockholm. And I, uh, uh, when I found that they've already started the semester, but I emailed them and asked if I could come and have a look. Um, and, uh, and they said, yeah, sure, you're welcome. And there's still uh, spots open if you want to apply. And so I did, and I, I was accepted. And one of the teachers there was uh, Lars, Lars Rasmussen. And one of my classmates there was Ted, Ted Ostland. So that's kind of where uh, the, the three of us met for the first time. Lars was uh, me and Ted's teacher. Uh, and we've been uh, friends ever since. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So how, how long ago did you, um, did you study there uh, with, with Ted and, and so, um, learning with, with Lars? Yeah, that's about 10 years ago. Great. And, um, and I've actually stayed on as a teacher uh, part-time after I graduated. Um, so I kind of took over Lars role as he uh, moved on to uh, to only build guitars um, which has been a great experience uh, you you learn a lot from teaching and you um, you get to explore a lot of new things that you might not be able to do in your own shop because of time and money issues and stuff like that but um, as a teacher you um, you get to follow a lot of guitars so like I've built a certain number of guitars myself, but I've also seen countless guitars being built and tested and tried and tried to discuss with the, with the students and how to, to solve certain problems or discussing what sound this and that will make in the, an experiment and, and try new things, which is a great experience. I think that's a, that's a testament to you as well, the fact that uh, you, you went from being a student to, to, to being a teacher. So um, congratulations on that. Um, Thank you, Richard. So I guess from there, you, you know, you then uh, sort of uh, graduated and then set up your, uh, your own workshop. Yeah, that's right. So, so the first shop I had was actually a shared shop with Lars. Yeah, so he had a spot open. He used to share a shop with a guy called... Uh, Henrik Jonsson, who builds uh, amazing classical guitars, who's also been my colleague at the school as a teacher. And um, at the time, he, uh, Henrik had a little kid, so he wasn't in the shop. So, so I, uh, I got to rent his space. So that was amazing. I, so right after school, I got to share a shop with Lars. I moved and, and started a shop with, together with another friend called uh, Magnus Rammel, who, uh, who's an uh, inlay artist. He makes uh, all the inlays for Lars and Ted and me and a lot of other luthiers around the world. Great, fantastic. Well, I was just going to say, at what point did you decide that it was, it was electrics and arch tops that you wanted to build? I've always been interested in arch top guitars. I think they're just, there's something about them that it just makes them stand out and they're very beautiful and and how do you say they're like a, a proud guitar <laughs> uh, i don't know how to express that in english really but but they're just uh, there's something about them and um, so i've always been interested in that and there wasn't really anyone in sweden at the time building our shop guitars uh, so 
in school, we, we got to go through all types of guitars, starting out with the classical guitar and moving on with steel string and electric and arch top and so on. Um, but my mind was set like from the beginning that I wanted to, to make arch top guitars. And um, so I did also a, a two month internship with the uh, Otto D'Ambrosio. Uh, D'Ambrosio Guitars, he now works with the Eastman as well in their design department. Uh, so I was in in, uh, in Providence for two months, uh, building arch tops with him basically, which was fantastic as well. And um, and my love for electric guitars was like, I found that in school, uh, basically, like in, in guitar building school, because we were, uh, it was mandatory, like one of the classes was to build an electric guitar, and I wasn't really that into it at the time. But like during that process, I found that it was a much more free world. You could do much more what you wanted to do in in in, in, the, in terms of design and how to change things, the feel of the guitar. I, th I thought it was much more open to uh, to, to like my design ideas and thoughts I had at the time. So that's actually where I designed uh, the Marvin guitar. That was my first electric guitar I ever built. That's great. Because yeah. I think the, um, we, I remember we had the exam was one of the first guitars we received. Yeah. And that I believe was a project from, from your studies. Was, was yeah, the nice? design, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the design of that guitar uh, was uh, part of my uh, exam tests from that from the Lutheran school from my journeyman test so uh, I designed that archtop model after I've been with Otto uh, D'Ambrosio in Providence learning more about archtop guitars and then uh, I did that as my final project and that's why I named the model the exam that's fantastic so and and you say that so the, the Marvin model so was that was the Marvin? Was that the first electric that you built? Was it was the with the was the design of that? Did that did the design of that come from that project as part of your studies? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I'm actually looking at it right now. It's in the corner of my room here, uh, and uh, uh, that exact guitar that I built. Uh, and uh, the design of that guitar hasn't changed since. Basically, it's and it's sort of set the uh, the direction of my. Uh, design philosophy and my my like thoughts on how I want my guitars to look, um, which I'm really happy about now. Uh, looking back at it, that I I wasn't that interested in electric guitars, and I found that uh, space where I could move a bit more freely, which also now has allowed me to uh, like with some more years experience, I'm able to, to see other guitars in different ways as well, that, uh, that I'm able to, uh, an arch top guitar doesn't have to built a certain way to be a good guitar, uh, or uh, uh, like you are, with experience, I think uh, you're, uh, you're allowed to, to be a bit more free as well. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that's a good uh, a good point for us to start talking about the uh, the Marvins that that we've just received, but also you know the Marvins that we've brought in previously, and we've 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 brought in quite a lot of them. They've been our, our most popular model. We've done custom orders for for, for clients of ours, and um, the one thing that always um, sticks out with me with 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 the the Marvin is 
it's just a, a real blank canvas for doing whatever you'd want to do with it. I mean, we've, we've brought in different custom finishes, you know, with, with different custom pick guards, um, different pickup combinations, uh, things like even, even the, the green burst, I think it was called the without, yeah. without the pick guard, you know, and, and all of these, all of these things kind of help to make completely different themed guitars, yeah. you know, and so, um, Talk us through talk us through the Marvin model if you can. Yeah, so to me, a model is basically a shape. Uh, so to me, I, I don't know a lot. Like if compared to to Fender guitars, I I don't know all the different models that they have. But I, I mean, to me, a Telecaster is a model, and a Stratocaster is a model, and then there are of course different models in that. But for me, that's how I interpret. Uh, things so the Marvin for me is a model and then within that you can change almost anything you like uh, with that said I've, uh, I've tried to to, um, to steer it in a couple of different directions uh, just as a starting point for people to to um, to be able to explore what they want and and um, uh, so I have the a retro future model, which um, comes with a solid color, color and um, a satin finish, uh, and uh, two P90s, uh, and uh, then we have the uh, the classic model, which comes with a gloss top and a satin finish back, uh, with a Kaya body back and maple top. Um, so, but within that there's like endless possibilities, as you say. And that's also what appealed to me with the electric guitar um, as I started building them. Uh, just that you're more free to, to choose and change. And you can actually change things after the guitar is built. You can change pickups, you can change pick art, you can change electronics, you can, you can actually, it's a living thing that, uh, that changes. Uh, obviously an acoustic guitar and art show guitar is that as well, but in a different way. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And the, um, I mean, it was, you know, the, one, one of the most fun parts of our, our job is working with, uh, not only either working with a, with a client on, on specking a custom build, but also working with a, with, with a luthier like yourself to um, spec guitars for stock, like we have done with, uh, with these three that we've, we've just received from you. And, um, you know, these, the, the, the two Marvins that, that we've received, um, when we were, uh, chatting earlier this year about what we were going to do spec-wise for, for these guitars. Um, a lot of the Marvins we brought in previously had uh, Kaya Mahogany for the body, um, a lot of them for, for, the, for the neck as well. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but on this one, you um, these two guitars, you, you suggested that we go for all the bodies. Um, what, was, uh, what was your kind of thinking behind that and, and uh, how do you feel that the uh, guitars are affected by by that choice. Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I started out doing a lot of my guitars in the Kaya body and sometimes with a maple top on them, uh, which I think is a great combination. Um, it gives you a, a deep full mid range register, and then the I think the maple adds a bit of uh, like treble at the end, uh, and um, Whereas the uh, the older bodies is much more um, 
open and uh, it, it doesn't add that much the wood itself i think you can hear the pickups more uh, like through the wood it it gives you um it's much more transparent is what i'm trying to say <laughs> um, it, it allows the pickup to to really shine i think uh, but obviously uh, it's a really really good guitar wood in itself uh, just as solid and and uh, easy to um it's it, it's got a good consistency if you find a good piece i think you uh you i know i know you're you're a big fan of of lundgren pickups and he's a fellow uh Jan lundgren is a is a fellow swede um yeah. what uh what kind of drew you to his pickup well to be honest it started with uh it would just like i thought it would be nice to to do uh, as many parts of the guitar swedish as possible just because it's a fun, uh, like by local thing, yeah. uh, but uh, but of course I really love his pickups. And we have what's really great is that we have a close connection. And if I want to change something or if I want to tweak it this way or that way, I can always call him and we can discuss that easily. And um, I've been to his place a couple of times. Uh, so I mean, it's I really value having a good relationship with my. Uh, with the people I work with, and I find that very easy to have with uh, with Lundgren, and uh, and also of course his pickups is amazing, and it's great consistency, and he and he's always open to new ideas and trying out things. So yeah, I I really love working with him. So with the P90s, because they were a um, the P90s that you used, they were a collaboration anyway with an artist, weren't they? They were a collaboration with um, a guy called Björn Juhl, right, who's, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he, he's, uh, he's the uh, mastermind behind the Mad Professor amps. Oh, yes. Yeah. And uh, one control uh, pedals, I think, and uh, a lot of things. And he obviously, he also has his own uh, brand called BJFE. Uh, so, so it's a collaboration between those two, and I think in Sweden, they are regarded as like legends, both Lundgren and Björn Juhl. So uh, a collaboration between two legends can only be a good thing, right? Definitely, definitely. Um, and then on the, uh, so on the Emerald Green uh, Marvin that we, we, we brought in, uh, I mean, for, for a start, I, I, we, we chatted about what we were gonna do with the, the logo on, on the headstock for this. Yeah. And I'm so glad that we went with the, uh, with the pill logo because that's yeah, pretty so cool, right? Cool. I love that, I really love it. Um, especially, especially with the, the matching headstock as well. It just, yeah. it just the, 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 the kind of the, the emerald green and the white um, theme just continues right, right the way through that, that guitar. Yeah, it um, gives it a futuristic vibe, uh, I think. Definitely, definitely. I was gonna. I want to. I want to touch on the kind of the futuristic vibe again in a minute. But what 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 makes you uh, drawn to to, to McNally, the, the the dual blade gold fours? I mean, we we love them. We absolutely love love them here at DNAG. But uh, yeah. wh why why do you like them? Well, it's actually your fault. <laughs> uh, it was uh, the first guitar that I used them in uh, was a guitar that you guys ordered. I don't remember if it was Ben or, or like back in the day when Michael worked with you guys or if it was you, but uh, I think it might have been Michael who who, uh, who asked, uh, who spaced out the first one uh, that I built with dual blade pickups. And 
and you guys keep selling them. So, so I keep ordering more pickups. And um, uh, but it's I, I have to thank you for that because you introduced me to to Tim McNally, uh, who's uh, in Canada making pickups. Uh, and they're just amazing, and he's a great guy, uh, and also a, a great guy to work with. We have a good relationship, and uh, and he just makes beautiful pickups, both aesthetically and sonically. They're amazing. Yeah, that was uh, it. Was the first two Marvin models that we brought in. We brought in a it was a Daphne Blue. Yeah. Um, and we brought in a gold top as well, which which was I yeah. absolutely love. And that had the so the gold uh, the gold top had the um, the Lundgren P90s, and then yeah, that's the right. the Daphne blue had the McNally dual blade uh, gold foils. Exactly. Um, I if I recall, that guitar actually had a compound radius. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the guitars that we've brought in recently from you, uh, they don't have a compound radius. So it's just a standard nine and a half inch radius. Is that, that that's correct? I think is that. Yeah, it is. And and uh, I do a nine and a half inch radius on all my guitars now, on all my electric guitars, unless someone wants uh, anything else. I just found that, I mean, I like a compound radius, but uh, I didn't think it added uh, that much to me personally uh, on the guitar. So I think if I would have a tighter radius up on the uh, on the nuts, I think it would make more sense to me. But uh, for now, I think uh, a nine and a half radius just feels perfect for me all, all the way up the fretboard. But obviously that's uh, something you, you, you're able to change if you want to. Um, and I'm op definitely open to doing more uh, compound radiuses. Uh, but I just, I just ended up like feeling that nine and a half is just a, a great number for me, and and it works for most people. Yeah. Uh, so so I just I just changed, and and uh, I think sometimes you need to be. Um, I think an important thing with building guitars or doing anything, uh, like as a craftsman, it's important to always keep evaluating and uh, uh, what you're doing and make changes and try new things because uh, it's just part of evolving and it doesn't mean that things you've done before is better or worse it's just like an ongoing process of changing and, and trying new things definitely definitely um i was going to ask you about your um your neck profile how how would you describe that and and, and what was your what was your thinking behind that and is and and is that consistent between Deckard and the Marvin, or do you um, sort of approach the two differently? No, I carve them pretty much the same, uh, and there's not much science about it. I, uh, it's really one of the things uh, in a guitar that I, I just uh, obviously I have a couple of measurements that I that I like to to stay within, like the, the the width of the fretboard, of course, and the thickness of the neck at the twelfth fret and the first fret, but other than that, I just love to just go into that zone and just carve and remove wood until it feels good. And that's, that's what I, that's the only thing I do. I don't have any templates or, or, or anything like that. I just carve it until I, uh, I think it feels good. And so it might change a little bit from every guitar, but it's, I mean, usually it ends up in like a C shape, uh, something like that. But, uh, 
and obviously I wouldn't do anything too extreme if, if anyone hasn't asked for it specifically, but I think that's uh, one of the things that's really uh, makes it a handmade guitar. It's, uh, it's just that I get to one of those days when I get to carve a couple of necks and, and just feel it uh, and, and like, okay, this feels good, then it's done. Uh, it, it's, it's a testament that you're a craftsman, I think. You, you can like, you know when it's done. That's really great. And I, I, I just want to move on now to talk about the Deckard. So we've, mm-hmm. we've received the, um, the light blue metallic Deckard. Yeah. A lovely color. It's so Thank great. You. And um, it's uh, the first one that we brought in with the, um, the, the custom tailpiece. Yeah. Um, is that, so that's, 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 that's your own design. Yeah, it is. Uh, and uh, I, I'm also constantly trying to, to make more and more things in-house made. I think that's, I mean, I'm looking at in the future doing my own bridges and maybe sometime doing my own um, uh, tuning machines and, uh, and stuff like that. I just think that um, I just love doing all these small details and, and thinking about them and how they change the sound and how they change the appearance of the guitar and, uh, and, and the feel of it, uh, basically. So, so I'm trying to, to implement that more and more. Uh, on the guitars I have, um, or the guitars I make. And, and so the tailpiece on the Deckard is one of those that I've started doing a couple of years ago. It's a stainless steel tailpiece with a leather detail on it. Um, so the leather acts as a protection and, and it's set with one screw that also holds the um, strap button. And it holds the same, it's a pretty simple design, but it matches the headstock and, uh, it gives, I, I think it gives the guitar more, um, um, how do you say, a whole uh, uh, expression. It, it's, uh, it ties it together, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, we, we didn't really introduce the, the deck card, actually. So, uh, so yeah. that's, 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 a, um, that's a semi-hollow design. Um, can you tell us more about that and the origin of that model? Yeah, sure. So the Deckard, I, I usually describe it as like the big brother of the Marvin. Uh, it has the same headstock uh, and, and it has the similar design features, but it's a bigger guitar uh, and uh, it's a, a semi-hollow body, as you said, um, with a carved maple top. Uh, it has uh, an F-hole as well. Uh, it has a set neck. Um, as opposed to the Marvin with the bolt-on neck. Um, and um, I, I carved the tops by hand. I have, I've, I've actually built a, a copy carver. So it, it's a, like a machine that can carve um, a top. If I have a master top, I can just copy that with a router. But then there's obviously a lot of, it, it just removes the, the bulk wood. And then I have to do the final shaping by hand, which I really love. But it's great to have something to like save your elbows, uh, some give you some more years to do building guitars. Um, and I also think it's great to, to uh, and, and fun thing to build your own machines and your own tools. Um, but so, uh, so it's a hand card top, and that's also uh, 
like with the next, it ends up a little bit different every time, uh, which I, uh, which I really like. Uh, and the Deckard is, it's, uh, I actually, uh, I have a friend called uh, Anders and he, uh, he wanted to buy a guitar for me, but he thought the, the Marvin was a bit small. He's a big guy. And uh, so we started talking about it and the, and he had uh, some ideas and I had some ideas and we started emailing each other. And um, uh, so he, it ended up, he, he basically said, okay, I, I'm ordering a guitar and we need to figure out what it's gonna be. And that's how the Decker was, uh, how it came about. That's great. And, and, and it's, it, I mean, again, much like the, the, the Marvin, it is, it is a blank canvas as well in the sense that, mm. you know, you can, um, swap out the, the, the neck materials, yeah. um, the, the pickups, the, um, I think we, we, the, the previous, um, Deckard we brought, uh, in from you had a Bigsby and obviously this one has the, uh, uh, the TLL kind of trapeze style ta uh, tailpiece. Yeah. Sure. Um, with this one, I, it, this one has a walnut neck. How was, how was building with walnut and how do you, how do you, how do you like walnut necks compared to maple and, and mahogany? Yeah, I, I, uh, I love walnut and uh, it's also trying out different woods is, uh, is also part of trying to be more sustainable and, and, um, and, uh, like building exclusive guitars in a world that's, uh, uh, that has a lot of problems with uh, uh, with um, uh, global warming and and like the environmental crisis. So, trying to make exclusive, uh, very nice products without um, adding to to the pressure of the world is 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 a hard thing. And I think it's important for for everyone to think about. Uh, so, so trying different woods and, and trying different things is is part of that, but also, it's a, it's just my curiosity to to try different things as well. Uh, and and I I've done a few guitars now with walnut necks. Obviously, I'm not the first one, so it's not like revolutionary or anything like that. But it's just for me, it's it's great to try different things, and I think walnut is great to work with. Um, and it carves really well and it's a stable wood it stays where it's like it stays where it's told to be and um uh, it just has a nice warm sound to it it's it's hard and 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 uh, um, uh, stiff like maple I, I think but it has a warmer nicer not nicer but it's it's a bit more warm and mellow sounding than maple yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. I'd, I'd agree with that 100%. Um, and we, on, on, on this deck up, we, we went for the Art Deco uh, inlay on the 12th fret. Yeah. And that's, yeah. That, I mean, the, the, thing, the thing I love about your guitars is that there is that real Art Deco influence. And um, as particularly on the monolith as well, which we also have in the 17-inch yeah. art shop. Yeah. Where does that influence come from? it's just always like really spoken to me. I just love those designs from, uh, from like, especially New York style art deco design. It's just like the first time I saw it, just like, okay, this is beautiful. This is, 
what what is this and i had to search like this is a long long time ago but um but i always just loved that type of design and the clean line and i think it might be have something to do with the scandinavian design as well and um and i also try so i try to merge those two in my guitars like obviously growing up in in, in sweden and my dad's from denmark and uh so seeing all, all those classic furniture and designs and architectural uh, drawings and, and things like that all around me and then like finding art deco i just thought that those two things are just so made for each other <laughs> in some ways like clean lines no no fuss and and, and uh, so i i guess not consciously always but i think that i i try to combine those two designs in in my design language yeah definitely i mean i was going to say that the kind of it's that the the thing that those two things have in common swedish design and and and, and art deco like you said is the clean lines it's the elegance of it yeah and that that really comes across really well in your guitars um and one thing that one thing that always always sticks in my mind um, was uh, the first interview we did with you back in 2016 and there was yeah. a quote from you on that interview that uh, where where you said the future always looked so much cooler in the past and, I, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and that I, I that always sticks with me because I, I always feel like that is a philosophy for your guitars because when when you know we look at your guitars and we we, we, we sort of work with you to, to spec them out it's almost like you're wanting to build something that that yeah that basically if someone back in in the you know in the, in the 70s or something when okay what's a guitar gonna look like in 2020 yeah. it's gonna look like this yeah. kind of thing and that's that's something that's really kind of kind of stuck with me uh, and i know that there's a sci-fi influence as well to the the yeah. the, the naming of the models as well sure. um so yeah, I mean, is that is 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 that part of the the, the TLL philosophy? I guess so. Yeah, uh, and I, I've always been fascinated by sci-fi and and, um, uh, and like the retrofuturistic design elements, like in, from the fifties and sixties. Uh, just there was something about that era that. Uh, like everyone dreamed of a really bright and, and, and beautiful future which in some cases turned out to be true in some cases not but i think that's like a really human thing to do and i think we do that now as well but we don't really know what it will be like until 30 years have passed so we can look back at it and, and say what what we thought the future would be but it, it's there's something beautiful about dreaming of the future. Uh, and I think that uh, I want to incorporate that in my guitars because um, uh, it's very human and we all do it in some way. Uh, and um, like, I mean, or in ordering a hand-built guitar is also a dream about the future because usually you can't just go and, and, and like get it within a month or so. You, you need to, to wait for it to be, to be built. So it's, it's like part of the, the entire process as well, dreaming of the future and dreaming of the guitar you're going to get. And uh, uh, yeah, so, but like pure aesthetically, I think 
the future looked cooler in the past. <laughs> yeah, that's that quote again. I love it. I I really yeah. do. I really love it. Um, and so yeah, we have the we have the monolith in as well. Which uh, yeah. I first saw the monolith when um, when we met up at the Holy Grail show in 2018. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, that so that's that's a 17-inch arch top. Um, mm. Very much has that Art Deco uh, theme to it. Um, yeah. What 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 more can you tell us about that? Because I think that's got the, the the woods on that have got a real European theme to them as well. Yeah, sure. So it's it's a like you said, a 17-inch arch top. It has a um, uh, flamed maple back, uh, uh, and it's yeah, no color on the back and sides. Uh, and uh, you get to see the amazing grain. Yeah, amazing exactly. Grain. And then there's a, a spruce top, which I um, put almost like a, a burgundy uh, red. Uh, red brown color on uh, and um, a cayenne neck uh, ebony details ebony fretboard uh, and it's really like the the most um, it's the biggest guitar I make it's the it's, the, it's really a, a statement guitar it's it's that's why I call it the monolith as well from um, from the space uh, space odyssey um and uh yeah it just it's like i have my exam model which is 16 inch and this is a 17 inch obviously bigger and it has a bigger sound it has more bass response and it it um but it's still a pretty focused trebles that like cuts through in a nice way and uh i haven't built many of them but i really really like that model uh, and i'm actually right now doing an electric guitar with a monolith shape so like a deckard but with a monolith uh, shape so uh, that's going to be really interesting to see how that turns out yeah that's that's really exciting actually i'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing that um so for you like what's if you were to spec out your own TLL guitar, what would you, um, what, what, what woods would you have? What, what pickup combination or which model would you have to start off with? What, what, you know, what, what would you, what would you order? What would you spec? Yeah. Um, oh, this is a really hard question because obviously I, I, I like all my models, uh, but <laughs> because otherwise I wouldn't build them. But I think um, on one day I would probably have, a Marvin with uh, uh, like an older body maple neck maple fretboard thin oil finish one pickup uh, on another day I would probably have a Deckard with like a, a, a metallic top and, and, and like some pretty cool inlays and uh, like a couple of beefy long grain pickups and so yeah there's those two uh, two extremes that I that I constantly uh, choose from, uh, and also in my philosophy, I think uh, I I do I do like things uh, to stay simple with the, just let the lines uh, clean lines speak and and the, and the woods, uh, but sometimes I also like like everything on top, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So uh, I I can't really choose between those two, but but uh, but but something like that. Uh, I mean, the Deckard model has uh, 
they're obviously they're going to sound extremely different both of those guitars so but the, I, I really like a, a semi-hollow guitar with a maple top and, and uh, a couple of good uh, humbuckers just something classical and really really uh, just rock and roll uh, around that but I also like the the Marvin with the um, an older body and, uh, and and like a one pickup guitar. I actually haven't I have haven't made a one pickup guitar yet. But I, I, I uh, if there's anyone out there who wants a one pickup guitar, I'm I'm very eager to build one uh, because there's something that's really punk with a one pickup guitar. I think uh, it's the simplicity of it. It's the kind of the exactly this is this is the guitar. Like the, yeah. yeah, take it or leave it. This is the guitar. exactly. Yeah, um, so, yeah, definitely. And um, you mentioned about kind of what you know, your your the deck card you would you would build yourself would have would have you know two loud loud humbuckers. And yeah, mean, the 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 deck card we've got is has got the the Lundgren Heaven Fifty Seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they they're incredible pickups. They are. They're I I think they're a bit more open than a normal uh, humbucker. Uh, you can hear the, the, the trebles a bit more. Uh, I think sometimes a humbucker and a P90 as well, it tends to be a bit nasal, um, kind of hides the bass and, and hides the treble and, and uh, just pushes in the mid. But I think uh, that's one of the things that I really love with Lundgren, that the spectrum is, is much more even and you can hear every note uh, very clear, uh, which I really love. So, uh... With the rest of, 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 of 2020 and, and looking into sort of 2021, you, you mentioned about how you're, you're working on a um, monolith-shaped version of, of the Deckard. When, 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 will that, uh, when will that be ready? Well, that one is a bit hard to tell because it's an ongoing process. It's a, it's a custom build for a customer. We're constantly discussing um, uh, what what it's going to feature and it's it's so it's still not done on paper either we're uh, like trying out things and, and uh, okay the body is here how does it feel what do we, what kind of pickups do we want what what kind of tailpiece do we want on this and so that's um evolving um as we build it which uh, which is a great experience and uh, um, but but hopefully it's going to be done this year at least. <laughs> um, so and I also have a, I'm, I'm a, I've done a rework redesign of the exam model. Uh, I'm not yes yeah, so I'm not discontinuing the the previous exam model or anything, but it's just a different version of the exam uh, where I'm trying out a lot of different things. Um, so it's going to be a prototype. Um, I actually invited three of my friends, um, or let's say I invited three of my favorite guitarists, which also happens to be my friends, uh, Paul Nubay and, um, and Andreas Hordakis and uh, Peter Holmquist for dinner, because I sometimes when you talk about guitars, especially hand-built and handmade guitars, it's all about the wood and it's all about the finish and all about uh, those kind of things. And sometimes I feel that we move away from music a bit. 
and I wanted to like music is why I started building guitars. So I wanted to reconnect with that because um, uh, I think it's like the most important thing of building guitars, obviously. And um, so I invited them for dinner, and we just talked about archtop guitars uh, and. Uh, and what they experience playing guitar is just like, not only the sound of the guitar, but how it feels. The guitar is a very intimate instrument. You hold it towards your, your chest while you're playing it. And, and, and like how you, how the neck feels and how just the experience of playing guitar. And I, I'm trying to, um, to incorporate that in this, guitar even more so than I've, uh, like, yeah, I'm trying to focus everything. You premiered a new model at the Fuzz show last year, didn't you? Oh yeah, I did, yeah. Uh, the Ripley model. Is that, uh, is that, is, is that, has that turned into a, a, a regular model? Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't built many more of those since then, because uh, I've been also uh, going through my list of uh, ordered guitars but uh there will definitely be a couple of more ripley's in the future i built two of those uh, as like prototypes uh there might be a few things i'm gonna change but i, I worked a lot on that model and it's a it's an offset bolt on uh, neck guitar with a tele style bridge um and a, like a six in line headstock uh, and I'm really excited about it. It's uh, it's also it, it's a very simple guitar, but it's it, it really does the job. It it, it uh, you can really rock out with that guitar. It's it's a really cool one. And um, it, it was made with an uh, alder body and um, and some uh, and, and uh, maple neck on both of those guitars. One with the ebony fingerboard and one with the maple fingerboard. So they're a bit more towards the Fender style guitar. Um, and there's yeah, I was going to say it's, it's, yeah. it. Yeah, has that kind of um, Fender offset style yeah. uh, influence, but it's 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 got more of a sci-fi kind of yeah. Uh, yeah, influence yeah. <laughs> as well. But, uh, visually, uh, sure, it's, it's a great looking guitar. Oh, thank you. Um, Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And I just really want to say that I really enjoy working with you guys. You really helped me to, to reach a wider audience. And as a one man shop, it's, it's hard to, to like do everything you need to do with building guitars, taking photos and, and recording demos and everything. And, and you guys are doing just an amazing job with promoting and selling, uh, getting the guitars out to, players which is uh, why we're all doing this it is thank you very much for for that yeah and thank you for taking the time out of your out of your day um my pleasure and uh we shall uh, we shall look forward to, to receiving some some uh, some more tlls in uh, uh probably in the new year i'd say great excellent fantastic well have a have a great day and uh, i'll speak to you soon you too okay great. bye bye thanks a lot bye